Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yeah! Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech executive producer of social media here at the IQ. And this week, my voice will be the only voice that you hear this week because we got to have a talk. I got to have a one-to-one, heart-to-heart PSA with all of my fellow creators out there. We got to have a serious sit-down on this particular podcast. So that's what we're going to do this week. Ain't going to be no fancy intros, no guests, none of that stuff. So let's get right into the meat and potatoes of why we are doing this right here, right now. So, you know... I have been a creator on YouTube for five years. You guys know I uploaded my first video on January 1st, 2018. We are now here with, with the, as the recording of this podcast. It is May 7th, 2023. So over five years I've been doing this. And I've seen a lot of things in my five years of being a creator on YouTube. But unfortunately, some things happen recurrently. They, like, they happen over and over again. And hell, I've even been guilty of this from time to time. Not in the capacity that some other creators have done it or are doing it, but I'm pretty sure I've been guilty of this myself as well. For whatever reason, sometimes in the creator community, there is a heavy sense of entitlement. And if you don't know what entitlement means, I'll just just break it down for you real quick. Basically, there are creators out there that feel like because they are creators, that other creators and brands should just give them what they want when they want it how they want it just because they are creators and they have an audience. So because they have a platform and they have a following or whatever the case may be, they feel like brands and other creators should just bow down before them and do and give them what they want. I hate to break it to you all, but that is not how life works. That is not how business works. And this is where the breakdown for me personally begins. So here's the rub. Here's the reality of the situation for creators. The moment you upload your first YouTube video, I don't care why you uploaded it. I don't care if you're trying to make money. I don't care if you're doing it for the love of creating or you just want to share your passion. The moment, and I mean the moment you upload your first video, you essentially are starting a business. Now, I know some of y'all are like, Viper, what do you mean I'm starting a business? What are you talking about? You, creator, have started a business. Now, again, your business might be just to make videos and different things like that. And maybe you're not worried about monetizing your channel or making money. Regardless, when you upload that first video and you continue to upload videos after that, you have started a business. So if you're going to continue to upload videos on YouTube, whether it be to make money or just to grow your audience and your notoriety, creator, you have to understand how business works. And unfortunately, I feel like there's a lot of you all, especially you newer creators that don't understand basic business one-on-one. So what do I mean? Here it is. So when you are trying to grow your business, whether that be you grow your money, grow your audience, grow your influence, whatever. When you are trying to grow your business, you have to make certain decisions that are in the best interest of your business. But all my WWE fans out there, y'all know Triple H, he always talks about doing what's best for business. That's what he's talking about. He's literally talking about doing things that are in the best interest of the business. 
doing things and making decisions that help that business grow. So for me, I'm a tech creator. So for the last five years, I've been trying to build a tech business because I've made tech videos. If it's iPhone season, so let's say it's around September of the year, because that's when the iPhones usually come out. It's September, right? If I'm a business owner who makes tech videos and I'm trying to grow my business in the month of September, I'm probably going to produce more iPhone related content because that is what it will grow the business in September. What I'm not going to do in the month of September as a tech creator is do non iPhone videos. I'm not going to talk about the Google or the Samsung or different things like that because in the month of September, that is iPhone month, which means the demand for content is a demand for iPhone content because in business, you have to meet the demand that is out there to grow your business. If your audience, if your customers want iPhone content because they know the iPhone is coming out in September, then that's what you need to provide them as a business owner if you care about growing your business. You're not going to do things that will detriment or be a detriment to your business because if that's the case, then why are you on YouTube? If you don't care about growing a following, if you don't care about making money, if you don't care about building a business, then you could just upload your video to any old hard drive and call it a day. Why are you on YouTube? Especially if you're listening to this particular podcast and you rock with vidIQ or you rock with any of the other uh, YouTube educators out there, you are listening to us because you want to grow your YouTube business. So you're going to make decisions that are in the best interest of your business. So, Knowing that all of you all creators, all y'all listening to the sound of my voice, knowing that you are all business owners, what you're not going to do is do things that are going to be a detriment to your business that will tear your business down. We see it happening every day on social media, creators or alien celebrities that are doing things and making decisions that completely crush their business. But Light is a recent example, right? So But Light, as unfortunate as this is, But Light chose to... Uh, sponsor a transgender person for the app campaign and no matter what side of the fence you're on whether you feel like it's right or it's wrong they lost business because they made that decision it's unfortunate it's not ethically right but unfortunately because of how people are some people did not take that too well and they are now boycotting bud light as a business owner we always have to be hypersensitive to these things that are happening in the marketplace and try to avoid decisions that hurt our business. So how can you hurt your business as a creator? Let me tell you. Over the past five years, I've been a creator on YouTube. I have seen creators have public outcries on social media, bemoaning a brand, bemoaning fellow creators, this, that, and the other. And it's a, it's a bad look. Number one, as a creator and a business owner, you have to consider the optic. You're like, Viper, what is optic? Optic basically means the perception of your actions to other people. People that could potentially patronize your business or people that might watch your content or people that might promote you to other people. You have to be mindful of how those people will feel about the action that you take. So if you're a business owner, a creator online going off on a brand because they didn't send you a device or something that happened that didn't go your way, you have to think about how that will look to other people that are watching you on social media. You all have heard me say on this podcast before. You are being watched. Every action that you take online is being watched by somebody, whether it be your fans, your friends, your family, your fellow creators, brands. Every action that you take on social media, you have to remember 
that you are taking that action in a public form, which means you have all types of eyes on you. You have eyes on you that you don't even realize that are on you when you are doing things in a public form on social media. If you're posting crazy nonsense on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, the whole world can see you. How many times have we watched TikTok, right? And things like this happen to non-creators. Things like this are happening to everyday people that don't even know better. But how many times have we seen TikTok of people being mean and then their life crum- crumbling down because the internet did not like them being mean and the internet went out of their way to report these people and their mean actions to their employer, their customer, and different things like that. And these people's lives get upended because of their actions that have been recorded publicly. There's a recent example out there of a woman that was at a baseball game. She was doing some social media stuff, right? She was recording at the baseball game, just enjoying herself. And there were two females in the background making fun of her and mimicking her and different things like that. Them two girls in the background had no idea what the result of their action would be. But because that woman who was doing the recording posted that to social media with these girls in the background bullying her or making fun of her, the internet, the public went out of their way to identify these girls and report them to their employers and things like that. And it's crazy. Now, whether you feel like that's right or wrong, it happens and it happens every single day. So if we're talking about stuff that can happen to non-creators that are just out there existing in the world, being privy to these types of action taken by customers out there or people out there on the internet, think about what will happen to a creator who is willingly involving themselves in negative behavior online. Again, when you upload a video to YouTube and you do it over and over again, you are a business owner. Whether you like that word or you don't think you're a business owner, it doesn't matter. The reality of the situation is that you are now running and owning a business. And if you do things online like single out a brand or if you call out a brand and you're in the wrong or you're just calling out of the brand out of bad faith, you are negatively impacting your business. Because let me tell you what's going to happen. And this has happened recently. That's why the podcast has happened because this has happened recently. As a creator, when you do this stuff online, all the other creators around you are going to look at you like, what, what are you doing? What, why, why are you doing that? Why, why you didn't handle this privately? Like you couldn't figure out a better solution to handle this than to put this brand on blast. So number one, you are potentially alienating your fellow creators because they might not want to associate themselves with you because of the perception. Remember that word I used earlier? The perception of your actions out there on social media make all of us look bad because it's not just about you at that point. Your actions make all creators look bad. And now the rest of the creator community potentially might want to alienate themselves from you because of your actions. This episode of Tube Talk is brought to you by vidIQ's Trend Alerts tool. Think Google Alerts, but specifically for YouTube trends. This tool is great for planning your next video as it helps you stay on top of trending topics within your niche. Provided you have vidIQ installed on your Chrome or Firefox browser, you'll find it on the left-hand sidebar the next time you're in your YouTube studio. Once there, you can create an alert and enter keywords for it and set the parameters. So, for example, I could have a channel that covers iPhones. And I may want an alert that includes things like iPhone, iPhone 12, or even Apple event. Then I can set up my alert to email me whenever a new video hits, say, 500, 1,000, or even 10,000 views an hour. So if suddenly I get an email and see 20 new videos all talking about iPhone 27 rumors, and they're all each getting about 500 views an hour... I know that something's probably going down and I had better hit record. The Trend Alerts tool is free when you sign up with vidIQ. So visit vidIQ.com, install the extension, and start creating Trend Alerts today. 
This is the one thing that creators fail to understand. When you are blasting a brand on social media, it is not just about that brand. There are other brands out there that are watching you. They are looking at you and they're talking to their, their PR people and their marketing people. And they're saying to each other, listen, you see what that creator's doing? Avoid that creator at all costs. We, will, we do not want to work with that creator in the future. We don't care how big their audience is and what that's going on. But if that creator is willing to bash that brand like that, we do not want to be on the business end of working with that creator and something go wrong and the creator gives us that same treatment. That is what these brands are saying. So while you think you might have an all-hot moment and you're blasting that one brand, the other brands that you might have a chance to work with in the future are not going to touch you with a 10-foot pole because of how you treated that one brand. Because brands are a lot like creators in that way. Let's say it's a creator, right? If there's a creator out there that had a brand that mistreated them, that creator is going to let the rest of his creator friends or her creator friends know about the brand that treated them badly. And guess what is going to happen? The rest of the creator will not touch that brand with a 10-foot pole. And if you don't believe me, this very thing happened to a good friend of mine, El Jefe Reviews. A brand treated him badly, and he let the whole creator community know, and I have not seen that brand since. They're gone. They don't even exist anymore. They are not here. Where is that brand at? I can't find them. Where are they? Where are they? They are gone. Because they had one bad interaction with El Jefe, and he let all of us know that brand disappeared off the face of the earth. They are gone. That is what can happen when you don't conduct yourself in an amicable manner with creators. One bad note and your brand is finished. But it worked both ways, people. It worked both ways. As a creator, if you are being malicious to a brand, if you're being negative to a brand, the brands talk to each other. I know y'all, some of y'all find that hard to believe, but a lot of the marketing and PR people from these brands are friends. They talk to each other. I've literally had brands email me about people asking Viper, what do you think about so-and-so and different things like that? So not only do the brands talk to each other, they talk to their creators that they are comfortable with as well, which is why I tell you guys all the time, make sure you are maintaining positive relationships with your fellow creators because you never know what brands might be talking about you to other creators and they are asking the creators their opinion about you as a creator and a person. So again, while you on social media calling out a brand and bashing a brand, the other brands are taking notice and they're not going to touch you. Your fellow creators are taking notice of you and they're not going to touch you. And even your audience is looking at you in a certain type of way like, bro, you, you could have handled that differently. Listen, we have all had our negative experience with a company or another person. There are just right and wrong ways to handle it. And as a creator, the wrong way to handle it is taking that stuff to social media and just going on a tirade. That is never going to work in your favor as a creator. And that is detrimental to your business. So I would highly advise you all, if you were thinking about doing something like this, or if you've done something like this in the past, rethink how you handle these situations because this ain't working for you. It's not going to work. It is not going to end up how you think it's going to end up. It is going to be bad for you. Avoid it. Which brings me to the proper way to deal with this stuff. Again, I have been a creator for five years on YouTube. And at the very beginning of my creator career, I had a chat with one of my creator friends. Some of y'all might know him. His name is Andrew Edwards. And Andrew Edwards told me he felt like there was a misconception about creators that work with Apple. He felt like Apple had this reputation out there of them trying to strong arm creators and them getting creators not to say anything bad about their products and services because the Apple PR would blacklist them, this, that, and the other. But what Andrew told me is true about Apple and his experience is true for most brands that 
It's not that Apple is out to blacklist creators that talk bad about their products and services and all that stuff. What Andrew said is that Apple and most brands, similar to Apple, all they want is fair analysis and constructive criticism. There's a difference between fair and constructive criticism and just blindly bashing a brand with anger in your voice and your eyes, not providing any value. Because that's the other thing, right? That's the other thing. If you're going to criticize the brand as a creator, especially as a reviewer, if you're a reviewer or a tech reviewer, or if you're a reviewer of other things, and it don't even have to be tech. If you are a reviewer and you have something negative to say about a product or service, it's not about just being negative for the sake of being negative. How about you offer that brand some constructive criticism, some value, so they can identify what went wrong with the product or service and they can go back and make it better. And this happened to me and my friend, Technically T, who has been a guest on this podcast before. This happened to the both of us, right? What happened was Speedgen, who is a very popular cake company in the tech space, they made a product one year. They made a case. I brought the case. I think T either brought the case or, or was sent the case, but we both did videos about this particular case, right? And me and Technically T both called out a glaring weakness of the case. On this particular case, there was like some type of logo or decal on the back that protruded from the actual leather of the case. And because that logo, that decal protruded from the back of the case, it made it difficult to use other accessories with that case. So what did Beechin do? They didn't blacklist Viper. They didn't blacklist technically T. What they did was they took our criticism to heart. They went back into the lab. And for the next version of the case, they made sure that the logo decal was embroidered into the case so it no longer stuck out and no longer was protruding from the case. So in the next version, the logo decal was embroidered into the case so it did not protrude. And the next version of the case, it made it much easier to use accessories with that case. So the next year version of the case was vastly improved because it was easier to use accessories with it because Beijing took our constructive criticism and made the product better for the next year. That is what we are supposed to do as creators. It's not about sucking up to these brands. It's not about trying to stay in their good graces and different things like that. It's about providing value to them. If there's something wrong, letting them know that there's something wrong in such a way that they can go and improve it and make it better for the next time. Because that is how progress is made. Some of you all might have heard me say this before, but if we all agreed all the time and we liked each other and different things like that, progress would never be made because we would be too busy kissing each other behind. That's not how things get done. That's not how we progress. There has to be disagreement because without disagreement, there could be no progress. So when there is disagreement, there's a chance for progress. So if we are openly discussing our disagreement and doing it in a polite way, that is where the magic happens. So as a creator who does reviews, if you could relay your analysis in such a way that provides constructive criticism and value to the brand, then the brand can take that feedback to their team and make their product or service better for the next generation of that product or service. That is the way. That is the rub. And again, that brand will look at you a lot better and a lot easier as a creator if you handled it that way because you provided them value instead of just going online and blasting them to high heaven and just ripping them to shreds, offering them no value. You have created a situation where you called out something that was wrong and you offered them a solution to make it better, thereby providing that brand value. And now that brand sees you in a different light. And now the people that are watching you understand like, all right, this creator has a level head. 
because they're not just going to bash your brand for no reason. They pointed out something that's wrong, but they also pointed out potential solutions to make that thing that's wrong better so the brand can work on it. There's a saying, right? You catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Let me repeat that for the people in the back, for all my creators out here. You catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Think about it. There are a bunch of different ways to do things in the creative space. You can still be critical, but still provide value. I think a big thing that is out there in the creative space today is creators just feel like they have to be negative because it's more authentic or they feel like it comes off and being more authentic if they're negative. No, no. Being negative just for the sake of being negative, trying to maintain some type of authenticity is not the way. You can still be authentic, but be fair and provide criticism to a brand. Again, just wasting negativity just to be wasting negativity does not make you more authentic. It makes you toxic, okay? But if you can still provide that negativity or provide that feedback that ultimately gives value to make the thing that you don't agree with better, that in itself is authentic. It's not always about being negative to be negative. You can still provide authenticity and just being fair and honest with the brand. And here's the most important thing that I might say in this entire podcast, so I need you to listen to this next part very carefully. Creator, the most important thing that you have to safeguard for and guard against in this game is protecting your audience. Now, you're like, Viper, well, that, that, that sounds like, uh, that's the course, Viper, duh. But listen to me closely, creators. The most important thing that we have to do is protect our audience. And what I mean by this is don't take your audience for granted and don't put products or services in front of your audience that does not provide them value. There are going to be brands that come at you, they try to work with you, and they want to put absolute garbage, absolute nonsense in front of your audience. Don't do it. Do not do that. Because the moment you lose the trust with your audience, you are done as a creator. It's over with. The most important relationship in this creator game is the one between the creator and their audience, their community. You have to protect your audience like your life depends on it, like your career depends on it, because it literally does. Protect your audience. Don't just take deals just because they'll pay you. I promise you, if you protect your audience creator, you will get paid, okay? The audience will make sure you get paid. I, I, can't, I, can't, I cannot stress this enough as a creator. If you protect your audience, they will protect you and they will take care of you. I cannot tell you, now this is kind of out there in left field, but I cannot tell you how many times over the past five years that my audience people, my people that rock me, have tagged Starbucks because they want Starbucks to work with me in some way, shape, or form. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but just the fact that they know that I genuinely love Starbucks and I'm always talking about Starbucks, there are people out there that want to see me work with Starbucks. Now, again, this is probably never going to happen because it kind of, I mean, I guess I should never say never, but I don't think it's going to happen. But just the fact that there are people in my community that would legitimately enjoy seeing an actual working relationship between me and Starbucks because I post about Starbucks and they know I genuinely enjoy Starbucks. So I'm saying this because if you are trying to do a sponsored video and you're doing a sponsored video about something that we could tell that you don't like, you're just doing it for a payday and it doesn't bring your audience any value, your audience will see right through that and they will eat you alive. And that is the reality of the situation. Again, protect your audience at all costs. You got to do it. That is your number one objective as a creator. Protect your audience at all costs. Because if you protect your audience, they will ride for you. They will take care of you. 
you will be much better off and you will have a much longer creator career if you protect your audience. So in summary here, right? Be careful what you do publicly, creators. Hell, be careful what you do, period. But especially as content creators who, again, regardless if you're trying to make money or not on YouTube, if you have posted to YouTube more than one time and you're trying to grow a channel, you are in essence a business owner. You better protect your business. You better do things that are going to be in the best interest of your business. Or if my guy Triple H would say, you better do what's best for business. You better do it. Which means you have to be mindful about how you're conducting yourself online. You know, it sucks, but it's the same thing that regular people can get fired from their job for things that they do in their off hours. Because in today's internet age, we are on the clock 24-7, regardless if we're on company time or not. In today's internet age, we are on the clock 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which means you have to watch what you do and watch the way you act every single second of every single day. So you don't put yourself in a situation where you can get fired on your off time for doing something that you know you shouldn't be doing. If you're online, if you are a social media personality or if you're an online digital creator or whatever, be aware of how you are acting and conducting yourself because you know if you jump out of pocket, if you do something that looks bad, it could be bad for your business. It could literally end your creative career. Hopefully, I said something today that resonated with you all. I appreciate you all listening to the podcast. You know your boy Viper will be back next week with another episode of Tube Talk presented by Vid I. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by VidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.